We are so privileged, so blessed. Uh, it is so good to be here with God's family in his house this morning, and we are who he says we are. Hey, uh, this is uh, Veterans Day weekend. If, if, you, uh, if you have served in the military, if it, you've been in any of the branches uh, at any point in time, we'd like you to stand up for you. Would you do that for us, please? Thank you so much. Thank you so much for your faithful service. To whom much is given, much is required. God has entrusted, even, even as we find that it is in such, such controversy right now, God has entrusted this nation to us. And those of you who are willing to, my, you know, I, my family, my dad's a 101st Airborne Paratrooper, and I, I just, you know, I, I know what it means to be in the, in the military and, and how important that is. And we just have to say thank you to each and every one of you. It is such a big deal. I want you to know that. Um, we're in, in the middle of this, this three-week series, and um, I, I want to, we're, we're privileged this morning. I, I, wanna, I want John to come up here. John and I are going to do this together. Uh, we, uh, we met years ago. I think Jesus was walking the earth when John and I, I met years ago. It was. I was feeling pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, we met years ago. An 18, 19, whatever it is, years ago, Karen and I came here to Arizona. And when I got here to Arizona, from, from the moment I was a part of this church family and on the leadership team here, I knew I wanted this guy here. And it took years. And. and <laughs> And we, we, missed, we missed timing several times. Um, John took a church in, in California right, at, right before it was a critical time, and I really would have loved to have had him here then, and we just kept missing it. And finally, the Lord said, okay, now it's time. And, uh, and we had you here for, I don't know, probably five years leading yeah. worship uh, yeah. and loved every stinking signal. It was, it it was like just, highlight of my life I'm being here with you, you guys. It's awesome. Uh, it, God, God was so good to us in that, and, uh, and John left here because his, his mom was not feeling, not doing well at all, right. and uh, she's, she's doing pretty well right now, and, it, you know, God, we say this all the time, he has a plan and a purpose for every single one of our lives, and, and sometimes we don't realize it, sometimes we're not even happy with the timing, but he is unfolding yeah. his plan in our That's lives. Right. And I've yeah, seen that in my life. I watched it in John. We watch it uh, all around us with believers. And, uh, you know, it is, it's so, so critical. John now is pastoring a church uh, in a town in Warrington, which is just outside the Beltway around the Washington, D.C. area. I, I know the area very well. Lived there myself. And he's in a great spot. He's doing a great job pastoring a church. And uh, it, it's been so good to see him this weekend. So we're just going to. Thanks, James. Uh, we're going to kind of relax, go through some notes, probably forget some notes, and probably do some, something other than our notes. But uh, I, I, just, I just want to take this morning, uh, why don't you just share what, what, whatever, whatever you want. I, yeah, I okay. Know. Well, I, first of all, I'm so glad to be back to see so many faces that, I, uh, that Antoinette and I grew to love, and we still love, and we're Facebook stalkers of you guys all the time, I, you know, because uh, I, I thank God for Facebook in some ways. Um, I have to watch the amount of time that I spend on it. But 
to see this church continue to grow, all the change uh, that's happened, the young people that are, that are involved, and, uh, you know, and, and some middle people and some senior people, and it's, everybody's working together, and it's, I don't know, it, it feels like I, I have such a, uh, a satisfaction uh, that even this morning with the sense that I, that I got to share in part of that, uh, you know, and, and, and enjoy that. You know, that time that I had anyway, I, it's just so wonderful. I feel like Paul, I, uh, at times I, I've wanted to get back here so long. It's been, it's been almost four years. It'll be four years in February since we left. And it, it went by like that. But I, but I, I praise God for just uh, this church, this body of Christ, this family. Uh, and look at you. I mean, the first service is getting packed, James. Look at this. this is awesome, man. Keep it up. This is this is great. You know. Go ahead and share how. Uh, I mean, John went back to uh, to be with his mom and and actually took a job in a printing place and yep. just kind of share that little scenario of how the Lord opened the door and placed you where you are now. I think sure. it'd be great for us to. Yeah. Hear so that. so go, you know so being in full time ministry and doing pastor stuff and you know and people stuff and all, all of that and then and then leaving here was really. Uh, it's just really an unknown thing, you know. I, I felt, and I've felt this a couple times in, in my life, and Antoinette can attest to this, where we're like Abraham, you know, and God just said, go, and then when you get there, I'll tell you where you're at. You know, it's just like, uh, Don't you hate that? yeah, I know. It's just like, God, I'd really like to kind of like know in advance because I'm a little bit of a control freak. And, uh, and I just, you know, I don't think it's unreasonable that, you know, you know, it's like, look, just head that way. And then, uh, you know, there's going to be, you'll, you'll recognize the place when you, when you see it. Of course, it was my mother's house, so I recognized it right away. And uh, so, you know, we lived with her for a couple of years, but I, I went, you know, I, I got a, I had a friend, I had a printing company, and, um, and he had an opening spot for uh, like a marketing director kind of guy, and I, you know, and I, so I did that and, and, you know, got to help them, you know, build their business and, and then I, and I, an old friend of mine, a, a former uh, boss, a pastor, uh, Dick Wright, um, found out that I was back. I was really trying really hard for him not to find out that I was really back. But he, he found out anyway, and he called me up. He said, hey, can you come over and do our music? And I was like, yeah, okay. That was like an hour and a half drive. And, and I was like, I don't know if I could do it very long, but I could help you out for a while. And then about two years later... <laughs> You know, he, he told me, he said, hey, John, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to retire again. And um, he said, I'd really like for you to take over uh, this uh, senior role. And I, and I just kind of, I really wasn't looking for that. I, I wasn't expecting it. Um, I was enjoying what I was doing. And I was just, you know, having a good time in my next phase of my life. And, and just like that, you know, God kind of turned that around. And, uh, and so now, and I... I was sharing with James, I said, I know what it feels like now to be at the bottom of the, you know, how everything flows downhill. <laughs> kind of finally know what that is like to be down there. But it's a good thing because now I have to look up all the time, <laughs> you know, and, and, uh, and just and rely on the Lord, you know, to kind of do the things that I can't do or don't know how to do or don't feel capable of doing. And I'm, I feel like I'm more reliant on him now. And... Um, and so that's a, that's a good thing. So that's kind of where I am. And we're growing. We're a church of about 100 folks, counting the kids uh, and uh, everything that we can count. And uh, it's like, you know, I, I encourage people to bring the pets, you know, because 
We, we, we don't count everybody, but no, but we're growing and, and we're healthy and we're, we're, we're being discipled. And, yeah. and it's been uh, quite, a, quite a couple of years. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's been great to watch what God's doing there, how, how the Lord's using you and Antoinette. It's, uh, it's so cool. So, it's good. Praise I'm the glad Lord. glad you're here this morning. Uh, John let me know he was coming, and I said, well, do you want to preach? And, and he said, well, I'll, let me just do it with you. And so we just decided to have a good time here this morning. Yeah. Last week we started, uh, and if those of you who are here know that I dug into a, a message on, on this thing. Of, um, we as Christians so often, so many of us, uh, find ourselves at a place where we're, we're spiritually drained, and we need to recharge. And I kind of dug into that last week. Uh, and, you know, we can relate to it like w- with our cell phones when our battery's low and then that, that warning comes up and, and we're, we're, we, we can get tense and find ourselves just kind of worrying about where we are. And our natural tendency as followers of Christ is to think, oh, my gosh, what do I got to do to get back in my relationship close to God? And we tend to think that we need to do some of the things that are, that are big and difficult. We, we, we think... Man, I'm, I'm not going to get close to the Lord again unless I, unless I get up every morning at 6 o'clock and start praying and start reading yeah. my Bible and, and, or, and, you know, or, or get back on my reading through the Bible through the, throughout the... And, and, and we, we make it so much more difficult to get back close to Him and our relationship with Him than He ever intended. Jesus said, come to me. He said, follow me. He said, be with me. We talked about that last week. And you and I find ourselves in places, and I can speak for me big time here. I mean, I will get up in the morning and read my Bible, and I'll be on this thing, this track, and then I'll miss a day, and then I'll miss two days, and then, then three weeks have gone by, and, and I haven't done that. And, and you know, yeah. we find ourselves in a place where we're a little bit distant. And Jesus said, you're not my servants. He said, now I call you my friends. Mm. And he's Man. emphasizing the fact that he wants to be in close relationship. And he wa- then he does everything possible yeah. to make that easy for you and for me. And the one thing I, I even shared last week is one thing that I know about our church family and, and about even myself, that's, that's the fact that what we do have, we find ourselves in that place is we have a desire. We have that desire to reconnect with God, and, and that's, that's a big deal. Um, and so in our relationship with God, we've, we've got to learn uh, to recharge. And my goal in these three weeks is, is really this. It's that we move from feeling guilt and failure because when we're distant from God, that's what we feel. We feel like a spiritual failure. We feel guilty because we've ended up there. We feel guilty because we feel like we haven't read our Bible, we haven't prayed, and, and my goal is that we move to a feeling of, of desire very quickly, and, and we figure out how to do that, and back yeah. into our genuine, uh, authentic relationship with God. So, I, yeah. you know, whatever you want, man. I'm yeah, well, you know, I was thinking when, when you were talking about that, it was like, so what, what is it with me? Because I think, it, you know, when you're reading Scripture, when you're listening to a sermon, you really need to kind of personalize it. It's like, you know, okay, so who was, you know, Paul or John or James or Peter, who, who were they talking to at the time? And then how does that apply to me today? And then what does it mean in the future? You know, so you got to kind of look at his thing. So he was talking to a group of people, you know, uh, at that time, Jesus was right there talking to his disciples face to face. And then that is recorded. And now we get to read it 
And we see where, you know, Jesus is, you know, you are my friends. You know, greater love has no man than this. You know, that then to lay down his life for friends. We talk about the military. You know, this is Veterans Day, and and so many of our heroes, our, our veterans, literally uh, laid down their life for us. Yeah. And we really can look at them as our friends. Because Jesus says, you know, greater love has, has no one than this, that a man would lay down his life for a friend. And he said, you're my friends. They didn't understand what he was talking about at the time. Why does Jesus keep talking like, you know, have a death wish or, or something like this? And they're, they're a little confused because they're having a good time. We're in the moment, and we got Jesus, and we got miracles, and, you know, we, uh, people follow us wherever we go, and, we're, man, we're riding the wave right now, you know, and so, you know, Jesus never rejected. I will never leave you. I, I will never forsake you. you. You're my friend. The song we sang, you know, I am who you say I am. You know, I, I am, I believe, and this it requires faith for us to do this. We have to be strong, and, you know, but our enemy, the devil, Jesus says, comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. That's his whole game. It, the Bible says he's the accuser of the brethren. So when you feel accused, when you feel down, when you feel, yeah, you may not be reading your Bible. You may have uh, missed church for a few weeks. You know, maybe you had to work. I mean, hey, life happens. It intersects. You know, but what am I doing, you know, to get, that recharge, because I'm feeling, I'm feeling thin right now, and I'm feeling weak. Um, you know, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak, the Bible says. So it's like, well, how do I get my flesh in gear? You know, and so it's about filling up. It's about being full. Jesus said, I came that you might have life, that you might have it more abundantly. I want you to have it to the, to the fullest. You know, and Paul said in Ephesians 3.19, he said, you may experience the love of Christ, Though it is so great, you will never fully understand. Then you will be filled with the fullness of life and power that comes from God. You may experience the love of Christ. Though it is so great, you'll never fully understand it. Then, though, you will be filled with the fullness of life and power. comes from where? Where's the power coming from? Am, am I generating it? Is it coming from me? Is it, is it something that I muster every morning when I get up and read my Bible? You know, the power comes from God. It's His power. He's the source. He's what you plug your life phone into. Yeah. Praise God. I don't know. James. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I got going there. That's good. No, I'm, <laughs> I, I like it when my job gets easy. <laughs> we tend to, when, we, when we're in a place where we're, where we're not charged, we tend to think in terms of the, the big things we got to do. I, I got to get up in the morning and I got to pray. And, and I got to get up at 6 o'clock in the morning. And you may not even be a morning person. You may not even be a Christian till lunchtime. <laughs> So, so, some of relate. us, some of us, when we get up, I got a, I got a member in my family. This, this is the truth. I got a member in my family. It's not Karen. So, so I got a member in my family that doesn't speak English until nine o'clock. He speaks Chewbacca. He, he just, you, you, you he's probably said, 
and, 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 and that, it may not fit at the time, you know, um, uh, just getting up in the morning early, and it just, it just may be, you know when you go to the store, and, and you're, you're shopping, and you see a shirt on a, on a mannequin, and it looks so good, and then you find it in the rack, and you get your size, and you put it on, and it just looks stupid on you, it just doesn't look great, but then you buy it anyway, right? And, and some of you do that, and you wear it to church, and I can tell. I can tell that, that, that's just not the, not the best, you know, but it looked great on the mannequin, but it doesn't fit you. And, and there are times like that, that that this, I'm not picking on your clothes. I'm just, I'm making an analogy here. So what I, you say is a man looks in the mirror, and he walks away and forgets what manner of man he is. There's a Bible verse about Yeah, I that. think that's what it is. You know, it, and I realize that all analogies break down at some point, but, but you know, we, we, we think right away to these things, and they just may not be fitting at mm. the time. You wow. know, it, it just, so, so we need to look for things that fit. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying. You know, reading our Bible, being faithful in reading our Bible in our time with prayer, and, and we grow in our relationship with God. It, 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 but, but there are times when we're distant from God that we need to find those, those easy on ramps, and one of the things I was thinking about um, is uh, as I'm looking through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Um, you know, one of the things that you see real quickly, you, you realize that Jesus had so many of, and the four gospels are full of them. So many of these experiences where he just met somebody briefly, and he did something, and it actually changed their life. Yeah. It, it, they were just a different person after that. And, and, and I wrote down some, some examples in Matthew chapter 8. Jesus comes to a guy by, by the pool and he says, do you want to be healed? And he says, yeah. And, and, and Jesus said, be healed. This was a short, brief thing and it happened. And, and, and there's a Peter, Peter's mother-in-law. Jesus touched the hand of Peter's mother-in-law and she was healed. Some Bible scholars actually think that that's the reason that he denied Jesus three times later on because Jesus healed his mother-in-law. But, oh. but, but, but Jesus touched his hand. Oh. I ain't saying nothing. In Matthew chapter 9, Jesus, Jesus turns to another guy who his friends dropped down through the roof, and, and Jesus turns to him and says, your sins are forgiven. You're healed. And a guy who was lame, paralyzed, just gets up and all of these brief touches from Jesus. And in Matthew chapter 8, a woman touches uh, the hem of, you and I were talking about this last yeah. night. Yeah. Uh, she just touched the hem of his garment. And Jesus says, who touched me? He felt the power. Yeah. He, yeah. he felt <laughs> her being healed. Instant. Yeah. And the disciples say, what are you, crazy? Look at the mob pressing against you. What do you yeah. mean who touched you? You know? <laughs> And, and Reminds I'm, me of an old song. The, <laughs> oh, my goodness. oh, my goodness. Yeah. Don't say that in this service. <laughs> okay. uh, so so uh, and we were talking about that. And I'm sure, you know, you, they were recharged just by the presence of Jesus, just by a few moments with Jesus. And, and yeah. you know, I, as, as we were talking about that, I, I'm sure that there, there are spots in the New Testament where oh, Jesus so did many. this. I, I mean, the one that comes to my mind, and it just, I don't know why, but for the last couple of years, the Lord just really had me focused in on this one encounter that, that Jesus had with that lady at the well. You know, she was a Samaritan woman, so the cultures, it was a culture clash. I mean, Jews and Samaritans, they didn't, they didn't hang out together. There was prejudice. There was, you know, um, you know, all of these 
preconceives and the, and the two the two cultures just didn't they weren't they didn't hang out you know and so you know Jesus stopped to get some water and the disciples went to get some food and then while Jesus is there at the well you know this lady comes in the middle of the day and there's all all sorts of uh, you know innuendo and and thoughts about why she was coming in the middle of the day when all the other women in town would come in the morning you know and then come to find out you know Jesus does a you know, he, 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 does a, he just has a conversation. You ever have a, like a quick uh, conversation with somebody uh, at the store? You don't know them, you know, but, yeah, I don't know, if something happens and you just have this, like, maybe a connection a little bit and, and, uh, and you know, the person kind of responds to, you know, your, hey, how's, you know, how's it going? Or, hey, that's something, isn't it? Boy, that price is high on that can of beans. And, and you know, and you're just talking, you know, or you're in the elevator and there's these quick, these quick moments that we have with people. And Jesus did this every day, all day. Mm -hmm. He came in contact with people. And with this woman, he just asked her for a drink of water while she was dipping. And she goes, you know, well, I mean, I'm a Samaritan. I mean, you're a Jew. It's like, uh, you know, how is that a good thing for a Jew to ask a Samaritan woman for water? And he goes, well, and he answered her with, just kind of a, just an unbelievable thing. And he said, well, if you knew who it was that you were talking to, you'd ask him for a drink. And then the water that he would give you, if you drank it, you would never be thirsty again. And so Jesus had a, an amazing way, and I think this is what we're talking about here, of kind of getting right to the, to the dividing line of our physical life and our spiritual life. And yes, I'm hungry, I'm thirsty, I'm inconvenienced, I'm in traffic, I'm in a job I don't like, I'm working with people I don't like. Okay, life happens, okay, to our flesh, and the flesh is weak. But the spirit, if we can understand that the the dividing line that Jesus was, he was just drawing a line right here, what I'm talking about, the kind of water I'm talking about is not a physical water, it comes from me. If you drink in to your life what I have to offer, what you crave, you won't have to crave anymore. She'd been married yeah. seven times, yeah. and she was living with a guy. She was obviously from relationship to relationship to relationship to relationship looking for something to fill the void in her life. She had a touch from Jesus that day. It changed her forever. You ought to check that story out if you've never read yeah. it. Amen. To recharge, how, how, do we, how do we recharge? How do we find ourselves, how do we practice the presence of God? And, I, you know, I shared last week, I, over these three weeks, I'm going to ask you to stop doing something. I'm going to ask you to start doing something. And then I'm going to ask you to look for something. And this morning, I, I want to say, stop uh, thinking so big. Stop thinking so big. Now, God is a big God. We were talking about that last night, too. God is a, a big, so I, I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm saying. What, what, I, what I want to say is to be spiritually recharged, it's not about, when we find ourselves distant from God, it's not about doing something big so that we get back into right. fellowship with him and we get recharged. But it's about doing the little things. It's about doing something little. Because, see, we tend to think, that just because we feel like a spiritual failure and we feel like we're distant from God, we feel like we've got to do something big 
to get back in relationship with him and get back in our closeness with him and, and to get recharged. And Jesus says, you're my friend. You are my friend. You're, you're not my servant. You're my friend. That is not reserved for Billy Graham and Mother Teresa <laughs> and, and, and the past. It's not. He's saying that to every single one of us as his children, as his followers. You are my friend. You, you've got to understand that, he says. That's who you are. We, sang, we just sang that song, yeah. and I just couldn't stop thinking about this because yep. I am who he says I am. You know who he says I am? He says, I'm his child. He went to the cross, and they nailed him to that sucker, and then they stood it up, and it slammed into the ground, and his body felt that, and, and he felt the pain, and the, the blood flowed from his body. He did that because of his love for you and for me so that we could become children of God. Mm. Do, do we understand who he says we are, you know? And, and we, get, we forget that, and we get our focus on, on the stuff in life. And, and Jesus said, you're my friend. Praise God. In Luke 18, unless you're faithful in the small matters, you won't be faithful in the large matters. Let's find little ways throughout the day to reconnect with our God. In Matthew 17, uh, Jesus said, I assure you that if you had faith as small as the mustard seed, nothing would be impossible. Mm. Nothing would be impossible. I'm the creator of the universe. I've done everything necessary for you to be close to me in relationship. And what John was talking about earlier, the deceiver, Satan is the deceiver. He spends all of his energy to get you and to get me to forget who Jesus says right. we are. That's, that's right. And, and, that's right. And, and so often I, I fall for it. You know, it, it's just, just a reality. Um, Amen. I'm, to, I'm that way too. It's, here's the thing. We are human. We are sinners. But we've been forgiven for those sins. Those of us who have accepted the Lord, Jesus Christ, as, as our Savior. You know, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Okay, so now I'm standing before the Lord on a daily basis, you know, hopefully every morning that I'll get up and I'll remind myself of that, of that passage of Scripture. You know, his, his um, uh, grace is, is, is kindness is, is new every morning. You ever go to bed at night, and it's just like, man, what a, what a day that was. I just, you know, you might have trouble going to sleep. But, you know, just so many things, you know, on our mind. And then, and then the enemy, I mean, it, it really, I mean, we have to really get a hold of him and say, like Michael, the archangel, you know, the Lord rebuke you. I'm not even going to deal with you. Get, get out of here. You know, I'm talking to my God right now. I, I'm talking to my Lord right now. I'm, I'm, I'm plugging in right now. You know, it's, and like James was saying, it's the, you know, the, we don't have to do the big thing. You know, you don't have to be the big successful pastor. You don't, you don't have to be the big successful executive, you know, on your job or, or, the, or the lead uh, mechanic uh, on your job or you know, you you don't. It doesn't have to. You don't have to do grandiose. You don't have to have the biggest house or the or the or the most 
You don't have to do the big thing. You know, the big thing is the little stuff. And the little stuff is these intersections with Jesus. I, I want to I connect with him because he's my source. Yeah. You know, so it's like, what am I doing? I'm running around all over the place doing things. Yeah. I'm being a human doing. And I forget that I need to be a being, a being that Jesus has created. He's, he's given me this, whatever I, my role is, he knows. And I just need to give him sovereignty, rule in my life. You know, I, I want to give him first place. Well, God, I don't really know how to do that. You know, Lord, teach me how to do that. I'm struggling right now, dear God. You know, this day was not a good day. It's not a good week. There's, I suffered loss. I've, you know, I've, I've been betrayed. I, I've been lied to. Lord, I've been cheated out of something. I've, you know, my family doesn't love me. And we get so inward focused that we forget that it's more blessed to give than to receive. God put me in a place where I can give. I don't feel like giving. I don't have anything to give. I'm empty. And the Lord said, seek me. If you seek me, you will find me. Come, drink from me. Take my body. Let me fill you up. Man, I, I struggle with that. But that's the key. It's not the big, grandiose thing. It's the small stuff, James. And we live in a culture uh, we live in a culture that, that tells us, go big or oh, go man. home. You right. Know, that's, that's, the, right. That's, that's the deal. And, and Jesus said it in Matthew 10, he said, if, if you even give a cup of cold water to one of the least of my followers, one of the children in children's ministry, if you, if you do that, you will surely be rewarded. Hmm. When these, these little things that, that we do that draw us closer to, to our Savior are such a big deal. I mean, we're old school. We grew up with knowing quartets singing as kids, and it was a song called Little Is Much When God Is In It. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Little I do. Is Much When God Is In It, you know, and, and, and that's, that's, it, it's so true. And we can tend to focus our life on big things, on thinking big, nothing wrong with success, Nothing wrong with doing big things. Yeah. But, but if we focus on big things, if, 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 I've, if I'm pursuing something big and it's about me, it's going to amount to pretty much nothing because in light of eternity, what we do for Christ is what's going to last. Mm. And so Amen. God will do huge things through the little things that we do together. And some of us get caught in this in a, in kind of a spiritual Guilt, and we feel like spiritual failures because we feel this. We feel like we're 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 we definitely in a place where we need to be recharged, and it, it's not about those large things that are necessary to reconnect with God. So, uh, number one, stop thinking so big and start uh, enjoying the small connections with God. Start enjoying the small connections with God. Not that long ago, just. Probably a few months ago, I think it was was uh, Julia and Jordan got married, and and uh, and and that was after a period of time when Julia was over here in Grand Canyon University, and I'd see her often enough, but 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 I don't see Julia that much anymore, because now she's married to Jordan, and and they have their life together. But here's here's what I know: every time I see Julia, I enjoy those small connections with Julia. 
And th now they had 600 and some on. They, they kept accommodating situations by adding more laws. It's like our nation. Now, you know, we started out with God saying, look, stick with the Ten Commandments and you'll be good. And, and then we, we, we had, we had our, our, our Declaration of Independence and all of, and all of our documents. And, and, and so we had that package. Now we have over a million laws on the books. And we can't possibly keep those. But we, we have this tendency to make things more complicated. Even in the Old Testament, look what he says here. He says, this command I'm giving you today is not too difficult for you to understand or perform. It's not up in heaven so distant that you must ask, who will go to heaven and bring it down so that we can hear it and obey it? It's, mm. not, it's not that far away. He says, and it's not out in the, beyond the sea so far away that you must ask, who's going to cross the sea and bring it to us so we can hear and obey it? It's neither of those, he said. The message is very close at hand. It's on, it's on your lips and in your heart mm. so that you can find it and you can obey it. Amen. God is saying, I love you so much. You are everything to me. I'm willing to give everything to be in relationship with Praise you. God. He never intended it to be difficult. We make it difficult. And as John was saying, the enemy of our soul, Satan the deceiver, will do everything he can for it to look difficult for us yeah. to get back into relationship with God and be recharged in Amen. our relationship with him. That's an amen, brother. And that's an amen. That's awesome. I like this series. I'm going to steal it. <laughs> I, I'm looking around. There's a couple other things I'm going to steal. I, I just, but I, I don't know if I can fit them into my suitcase. <laughs> Church, uh, I am here to tell you, um, God loves you. And you may think of yourself as an individual, and yeah, he loves the church, and but I'm I'm not quite good enough. Uh, I'm 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 just not as close to to the God as as John is. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. He loves you. You're the apple of his eye. That's right. And, right. and it's it's so hard for us to 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 really embrace that and see that. But that is the truth. That's who he says we are. Amen. I'm so glad you're here. Yeah. I, I, uh, I've enjoyed you. Uh, we had a good time. We have had a good we time. We still have more time to go. Yeah. So we're going to enjoy that. But um, I want you to, as a church family, be praying for John. Be praying for his oh, church. Please. Connect with him after the service. Um, get the information on his church so you can follow it on Facebook and be praying for them and it's excited what God is doing. Um, if I had what I wanted, you know, John would have gotten here at least 10 years earlier than he did. And, uh, but God gave us those five years. Wonderful. And the Lord has planted John and Antoinette in Virginia, and they're just doing a great job. Yeah. Um, so. Thanks for uh, giving me the, Antoinette and I, the, the, the privilege and the honor of uh, serving here. We, We've, it, this feels like home, and uh, and and it and it's not the landscape, although that's beautiful. Um, it's definitely not the heat. It's uh, and that's why we picked November, and uh, but 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 it's but it's you, 
And I mean, I don't know some of you, you know, which is a good thing because that means new people are coming and, and, and we're being replenished. And, uh, but this body, the leadership, uh, being here uh, with the worship team and, and friends and the, you know, the guest services folks and the school. And I mean, you know, this is all one big family. And, and God, it's his family, and, and, and we're in it, and it's awesome. And nobody's better than anybody else. You know, we're, we're all, there's, there's a level playing field. There's a level ground before the cross of Christ. We have all sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. There is none righteous, yeah. not even one. Every one of us has chosen, and we've turned away from God. And Christ Jesus came. God gave his only begotten son, you know, that if we would just believe in him, we, we we could have eternal life. And that, that's really the message. But not just eternal life, but that the life that we now live, that we live in Christ, we get to be full and filled and fulfilled. And we get to have, we get to have it all right now. Yeah. We don't have to wait. We get it right now. And it may not feel like you're having it all right now. You know, but we don't live by our feelings we, this life that we live, we live by faith in Jesus Christ. I walk by faith and not by sight, not by what I feel. Praise God. Yeah. That's it. I quit preaching at this point. <laughs> and the end. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> we're going uh, to continue next week, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to just kind of wrap this all up and, and, and just uh, give it real clarity. Church, it's... Uh, I'm glad John and Antoinette are here. Thank you so much for oh, coming and being a part of loved it. Uh, being part of this morning. Uh, if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, Come on. I want to give you that opportunity. Uh, I, I want you to, to, to understand what we're talking about here and, and the fact that it is not complicated. Jesus did everything he could so this would not be complicated. It's a matter of understanding that Jesus is who he said he was, that he is the son of God. He came to lay his life down to pay the price for our sins because we could not do that, but he could yes, because God. he was God. Yes. And he paid the price. They nailed him to a cross. He rose from the dead. And just by believing that and accepting that and saying, I believe that. I believe, Jesus, that you that's who you are. Yes. When you believe that, the Bible says you become a child of God. Yes, Lord. You don't have to. It's not like most of the religions of the world where you come to them and they say, yeah, you have to do this and you have to do this and you have to do this and you have to do this. Jesus did everything needed to be done. You just have to say, okay. You just have to say, I believe. If you've never done that, let's stand together, church. Let's close in yes. prayer. And if you've never done that, with uh, every eye closed, if you could, for just a minute. If you've never done that, you'd like to do that this morning. With all of us, our heads bowed, getting ready to pray, just simply put your hand up and put it right back down quickly. Father, thank you so much, Lord, for loving us that much. God, I pray your blessing, your continued blessing on our church family. And Lord, I, I pray that there, there, are, there are times that we just find that we feel distant from you. And that takes us into this process of feeling like 
feeling guilty and feeling like a spiritual failure. And that is not true. And it doesn't come from you because we are who you say we are. We are your children. Yes. You're for us, not against us. You are always with Praise us. You, you could never be closer than you already are. And may we not believe the words of the deceiver, mm -hmm. the enemy of our soul, who would tell us otherwise. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Father, for our relationship with you. Yes, God. And thank you, Lord, for being willing to pour everything into that relationship. Bless us as we leave here this morning. In your name we pray. And everyone said, Amen. Amen. God bless you guys Amen. this morning. Woo.